brought to you by RunToGold.com, the premier source for monetary science applied to geopolitical, international, and economic financial news and events. Welcome back to the 13th episode of the RunToGold.com podcast. The topic for this one will be why and how the treasury bubble will burst. As I talked about earlier, the treasury bubble is the largest bubble in the world. The deflationary credit contraction, or as some call a Condratif winter, is intensifying. For the time being, the worldwide financial and monetary system has taken a step back from complete oblivion. The usual measurements, such as the TED spread, three-month LIBOR, and the two-year swap spread, have shown improvement. This improvement could not be mistaken for a miraculous healing because the fiat currency fractional reserve banking system is terminal. Eventually, it will be replaced by a commodity currency with 100% reserves and no counterparty risk. The system does not so much collapse as evaporate, and these measurements only show a decline in the rate of the evaporation. For the most part, the financial crisis of 2008 only affected Wall Street. 2009 will be the beginning of Main Street being affected. With unemployment at 17.5%, according to John Williams of Shadowstats, the Greater Depression has arrived and only begun. U.S. Treasuries are the biggest bubble of them all. In summary, gold is the risk-free asset, and the normal and natural way for money and currency to function is with gold and silver or some other physical commodity. This allows for useful and accurate value calculation instead of the current derivative illusion that we live in. Financial historians may very well view the 95-year Federal Reserve note bubble as an unusual anomaly and wonder how so many people were so ignorant, much like we view the culture who thought the earth was flat or that the sun revolved around the earth. Currently, as evidenced in the M1 money multiplier, the velocity of the Federal Reserve note is slowing tremendously. As Ludwig von Mises predicted decades ago in Chapter 20 of Human Action, The boom can last only as long as the credit expansion progresses at an ever-accelerated pace. But then finally the masses wake up, a breakdown occurs, the crack-up boom appears. Which begs the question, how and why the U.S. Treasury bubble will burst? As long as the U.S. can pay and issue debt, the currency event of hyperinflation cannot happen. Because the U.S. has no internal savings, the debt must be absorbed by foreigners, When foreign demand for U.S. debt subsides, then at least two scenarios can happen. One, printing the money with hyperinflation, or two, a default, which may not result in hyperinflation. But what I want to do is focus on the liquidity pyramid. Seeking safety and liquidity, capital has moved from derivatives to real estate to commodities to municipal bonds to listed stocks to treasury bills to gold and all the assets, either financial or tangible, in between. The liquidity pyramid is not set in stone, but mainly just a large-scale roadmap. Most assets can easily be placed in the liquidity pyramid somewhere. At all times, and in all circumstances, gold remains money. Therefore, the ancient metal of kings rightly belongs at the very tip of the pyramid. It is the safest and the most liquid asset of all. Gold has been and is in tight supply because holders of capital do not want counterparty or custodial risk. Finding a trusted third party, like gold money, to hold one's bullion in a proper way is extremely hard. 
As a result, spreads on both coins and bars have risen significantly. People want physical possession of the sweat of the sun, and not paper gold like the problematic gold and silver ETFs. An essential element of counterparty risk is the reliance on the financial ability of the counterparty. For example, if your house burns down, then receiving proceeds to rebuild the house is contingent upon the insurance company's financial ability to pay. By contrast, if you drop off a suit at the dry cleaners and they go bankrupt, then you get your suit back and do not get in line with the other creditors because the suit was held in bailment. As counterparty risk increases, holders of capital develop more suspicion of their brokers, custodian banks, and on through the food chain. As holders of capital seek safety and liquidity, they decrease the layers of risk between them and their purchasing power. Why Treasury Bills Will bust will Burst People run to Treasury Bills seeking safety and liquidity because they are lower in the liquidity pyramid. However, as more capital piles into them, it drives rates lower and lower. Eventually, Treasury Bill rates reach 0% or even negative. This presents a problem. Why hold a Treasury Bill with a bank, broker, custodian bank, or even the Federal Reserve itself when you could take possession of physical Federal Reserve notes. Taking possession eliminates at least two types of risk. First, is any potential counterparty risk with whoever is holding the Treasury bill for you. Second, political risk, which is a much larger threat. For example, what if the Treasury bills cannot be rolled over? What if the government does not redeem the Treasury bills? What if the government, like other governments have done, decides to transmute the treasury bills into 1-2% to perpetual bonds. You see the picture. How treasury bills will burst. As the yields on treasury bills approach 0%, they have the return of cash, but do not have the benefits of cash, as they may be impregnated with counterparty risk or have decreased liquidity. In other words, treasury bills and cash have the same benefit profile but not the same safety and liquidity profile. This analysis also applies to demand deposits with the banks, such as checking accounts or CDs. All the downside, but none of the upside. Holders of capital seek to eliminate their downside while maintaining the same upside, resulting in less demand for government debt. To entice capital up the liquidity pyramid, rates must rise, but cannot because so much capital is moving down the pyramid. To date, enticements up the pyramid have failed, as evidenced with mortgage-backed securities, auction rate securities, asset-backed commercial paper, the Dow, the S&P 500, etc. All show asset price deflation continues and intensifies. When a house of cards collapses, there are at least cards left on the table. In the current case, there are no cards left on the table. As we see, the current system is not collapsing, but evaporating. So in conclusion, the deflationary credit contraction is intensifying. Holders of capital seeking safety and liquidity had, have driven down yields on treasury bills. Treasury bills have the same upside as physical re Federal Reserve notes, but additional downside. As holders of capital seek to eliminate downside for which they are not being adequately compensated, demand for government debt will decline. 
For these reasons, the U.S. Treasury bubble is destined to burst. If you want to just skip the whole physical Federal Reserve note layer, go straight for the physical gold bullion held in your possession or that of a trusted third party. Well, this concludes the 13th episode of the RunToGold.com podcast. Thanks. You've been listening to the RunToGold.com podcast, the premier source for applied monetary science on the web.